This is the Abraham's Wallet podcast. Abraham's Wallet spans the gap between the austerity of obedience to God and the prosperity rising from faithfulness. Run your home and your dough like a biblical boss. Okay, fellas, here it is. Let's say it's the beginning of a new year. You're looking over your financials and you see that you had a good year, but not a great year. And what are you going to do going forward? Do you just cross your fingers and hope it'll work out better on the next go round? No, that's what lazy wieners do. You, on the other hand, you sit down, you get out your annual financial summary from this past year, and you get to work, you family builder, you. My wife and I go on a goal planning retreat at the end of every year. We call it our goals summit. And at the summit, we cover a lot. <clears throat> All five capitals, actually. More on those later. But finances are an important part of it and will be the focus of this podcast. As I write this, I've got last year's summary and goals in front of me, and my wife, God bless her soul, is the accountant on our team. She creates P&L statements for each of our summits, and she monitors the monthly spending and our cash flow. We break our financial goals up into three big buckets, and they are personal, family, and our out bucket. So I'll go over each of those in turn. First of all, personal Personal goals are goals that are just about you, or they're just about your wife. It's not about the budget or about some big vision necessarily. It's just something you're walking toward between you and God. This could mean decreasing the amount you spend on alcohol, or earning more with your side hustle, or making your first real estate investment, which you would want to learn about first, which would be intellectual capital. But I digress. Last year, our personal goals were simple. I wanted to give out $500 in cash over the course of the year. Because writing a check is easy, but handing cash to somebody who you know needs it is a little more awkward and way more rewarding. My wife's personal goal was to take time monthly to prepare better for our summits. We have three every year just to review the goals we created at the end of the previous year. Isn't that a great goal for a Sarah-ish woman? Anyway, you get the idea. You can have more than one, but you should have at least one. Come up with the goals in this bucket by asking, where is God putting his finger regarding my wallet, and how can I start practicing a new skill or growing an existing one? My goals this year, by the way, are buy a scooter to start enjoying with my kids and save some money on commuting. Also, give $500 cash again and to purchase some land. Second bucket is family goals. These are goals that affect your marriage and home and will ultimately require a team effort to execute. These are the ones that require conversation and some strategy. They're also the most fun to me because they're about dreaming together. They include spending limits based on last year's summary, or if this is your first year doing this, just giving an educated guess of what a responsible number would be for categories such as Let's say clothing. Clothing was out of control a little bit for us two years ago, so that's on last year's goals sheet. We like where we're ending up, but we'll probably put that number down, trend it down again, since it's probably uh, 
one of our favorite luxuries, and we kind of need to keep turning the screws on clothing. Another category is food. Holy moly, the food. We love the foods up in my crib, and it's always something that has to be limited. We watch this number closely, and we separate it from eating out. And because of family fun nights and date nights, which are all covered in our relationships goals, eating out will never go away for our family. But we also know we can have a great time and eat delicious food on like 35 bucks at Chipotle just as easily as we can spend $200 at the downtown Nosh House du jour. So we set a number, break that into months and follow it. Also, personal care. If your particular family includes adult females, mine has one and two in training, you have to watch this number. They all seem to enjoy the dispensing of money on such items as nail treatments, eyebrow shaping, and hair coloring. You ever wonder why a guy's haircut with a tip can come to like 20 bucks and a woman's haircut comes to like 200 You ever wonder about that? I bet you have. Well, I'm all in for the enjoyment enjoyment of my women folk, but we got to have limits on personal care. But of course, life's more about more than spending limits. We also have spending goals in our family uh, bucket. One is giving. So giving is an important part of our family culture. And if something is important to you, it'll have hours and dollars connected to it. We have dollar amounts connected to important places we want to give. And we have an overall percentage that we aim for. My wife and I have been believers a long time, so we don't ever consider a tithe an appropriate reference for giving. We want to give far above 10%. This is very fun work coming up with these numbers and deciding exactly where we're going to be giving. Another category is saving and investing. As you'd imagine, we'd want these numbers to increase every year also. We want to save more and invest more. My wife and I balance saving cash. We have a bit of a war chest that we grow incrementally. Investing both in the market and in small businesses with friends and purchasing long-term family assets like property. You might not think of that as an investment, but we do because to us, an investment is something I don't need to live on, but that I hope will pay off for my grandchildren. Family assets like property fit into that definition quite well. Some of you won't think of saving and investing as spending either, but to me, every place where I put a dollar that is no longer under my control is spending. Another bucket is spiritual growth. Until a few years ago, I never even considered the idea of strategically putting money toward my family's spiritual development. That was dumb of me, and I blame church world for training me to, <laughs> to never think in terms of putting money towards spiritual growth. Anyhow, now it's not only a value, it's a category for which we have an annual spending goal. And we also try to take a trip a year specifically to grow ourselves or our kids spiritually. Use that money right. Uh, last bucket under family is creative or business endeavors. endeavors. <clears throat> In addition to being a wildly successful blogger, it's a joke, it's a joke I'm making, I am a songwriter. And some years... Um, my songwriting has earned me thousands of dollars and been my sole source of income. And other years, I am sent dozens of cents by iTunes. iTunes. As my wife and I weigh the coming year, we ask, what ventures will we want to invest time and money in? Recording music isn't free. 
at, le- at least if you if you want to honor the people you're helping who are helping you and we are not fans of believers begging and stealing time from generous people so we put money aside to do that similarly if i want to write we count on my not earning money while i'm doing that and so we would pay ourselves out of that budget and we're starting a new business this year we know that's going to take money so that would all fall under the family spending bucket of creative or business endeavors after personal and family our last big bucket is out so out for us would be business and ministry just making those things run my wife runs a business we started i am her sometimes employee and so we have goals there in that business sales numbers that we want to hit gross profit profit margin net profit gross revenues and of course spending limits it doesn't matter if you're running a factory or lemonade stand you should be looking at those numbers and talking about them as a family by the way i say family my children aren't old enough to bring into the summit fully but i can't wait until we can they won't make decisions with me and my wife at least not the major ones but they are being groomed into the repercussions of them since my wife and i talk about them all the time And our intention is that our children would take over our family businesses as much as possible. So we want them to be part of that process and we want them to be raised thinking of goals. We want them to be thinking of all of their um, capitals as investable things and to be intentional about the way they use them. As for ministry... We do hosting in our home for various kinds of Jesus-y meetings, including a big fancy feed during Passover, which is pricey. And I take guys to coffee nearly every week in an effort to make disciples. These things cost money. And not only do I want to be my, sorry, not only do I not want to be miserly about them, I want to put money toward them, but I have to plan for it. Isn't that true of all of our financial goals? So those are our three big buckets. They are, once again, personal, family, and out, which includes business and ministry. Can you see how delightful summits are just to sit around with your wife and make plans and dreams and goals, talking through tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars entrusted to us by our Father who says with wide and curious eyes of love, so what are you guys going to get done this year? A cool and amazing promise here. Once you start setting goals, you'll be utterly amazed at how you can speak things into existence just the way that Abba does. Once you declare something as a goal, you set yourself up to capture the opportunity when it comes along. So we definitely believe in goals. We love our goal summit that we go on at the end of every year. I've given you an overview about how we do the money category specifically, and I hope for you and for your Abrahamic family that you'll take this stuff seriously and give it a shot. I bless you in that endeavor, and I'm Stephen Manuel for Abraham's Wallet.